Connect. Influence. Optimize. You're listening to The Channel Channel, a podcast for executives and others involved in the authorized sale of electronic components. Brought to you by the ECIA, the Electronic Component Industry Association. Working to promote and improve the authorized distribution channel. Welcome to The Channel Channel. I am Stephanie Tierney, the Director of Marketing Communications and Member Engagement for ECIA. I will be your host for today's episode of this podcast series, sponsored by the Electronic Component Industry Association. I am thrilled to have the chair and co-chair of the 2022 ECIA Executive Conference Committee here with me today. Robert Derringer is Director Global Channel for Crusade North America and Chair of the Executive Conference Committee. We also have Toby Cornell, VP Distribution Outside Sales for Crew Band Associates and co-chair of the committee. I've been so honored and excited to work closely with Toby and Robert and the rest of the committee for the last several months as we are planning for the conference. Welcome, Robert and Toby. Thanks for having me. Thank you. The executive conference will take place in Chicago, October 23rd through the 25th. The committee consists of 12 hardworking member volunteers with the conference being canceled two years in a row due to the pandemic. We are really pumped to be back in action and planning. The committee has been meeting quite a bit to firm up plans we are here today to take a behind the scenes look at the process and what to expect. So I'm gonna dive right into our questions. Robert and Toby, you are so heavily involved in our industry and have made a positive impact volunteering on multiple committees inside and outside of ECIA. What interested you to take on this leadership role with the conference committee? Uh, Robert, I'm gonna turn this one to you first. Thanks, Stephanie. Well, first, it's impossible for me to answer this without saying it's a real honor to be trusted to serve in this capacity with ECIA. I've been in the business now for plus 30 years, and to have my name as conference chair mentioned among the likes of Stephen Fisher, Melanie Pizzi, Blair Haas, and Michael Knight, I mean, it's it's absolutely a thrill to be able to contribute truly to our industry and and have the opportunity to really give back. I feel like it's a, a little bit like my Sally Field moment. Um, you like me, you really like me. Now, she didn't actually say that. I did a little research before the call, but she's known for saying that uh, when she was warded uh, for her acting career. But like, like her, I've had kind of an, an unorthodox career and it's, it's just truly an honor to give back to this industry that for 34 years has given back so much to me and my family. Thank you, Robert. Uh, that was really uh, interesting. I like the Sally Field comment as well. Um, I usually find some weird things. Unorthodox <laughs> does describe me. I like it. Uh, Toby, you have served on the committee for several years, actually. What has kept your interest in returning and taking on this leadership role? Uh, yes, I have had the uh, pleasure of working on the committee for the past two years. Um, and like you said, because of COVID, we've not been able to proceed with an in-person event. And I really wanted to stay involved in the process and see it through to hosting the conference face-to-face. -face. And I was very honored to be asked um, to be a co-chair this year. And it's also been really fascinating to talk through all of these topics as they've changed over the past few years of discussion. Different items were of peak interest when I first started on the planning committee. And it's been really interesting to see those concepts change and uh, fluctuate as we've gone on. So I'm really very excited to be at the event in person in October and uh, further engage with the attendees on the program that's been created for them. Thank you so much, Toby. And you're so right. There's been so much change happening, more than I could even imagine would have happened. So thank you for that. We are, of course, so excited to have you both taking the leadership role and 
Uh, there's so many members on the committee, of course, that are uh, great volunteers and, and really taking pride in planning and moving forward with this conference. So thank you both. But that leads me to my next question. The theme for this year is Bucking Normal, the Resilient Thrive Through Disruption. Can you tell me a little bit about this theme, how it came to be, as well as the goal the committee had when choosing this? Uh, Toby, I'm actually going to throw this one back at you. Okay. Well, creating the theme itself was a really fun experience for the whole group. And we had multiple calls to discuss what the best theme should be, what would be new and different, but also have meaning and substance. And there was a lot of discussion on how much things have changed, obviously, over the past few years. And that there was really nothing that any of us found that was ever going to surprise us anymore after what we have all been going through recently, that normal or returning to normal or even the word normal was really a fallacy. And it was time to buck the same old trends and, and move forward. And that's really how this theme came about. And it's actually a catchy name that we hope the attendees would, would always remember. That's great. Thank you so much, Toby. Robert, what about you? What do you have to add about the theme and how we came about having this for the 2022 conference? Well, for sure, Toby really covered a lot of the high points that come to mind for me first and kind of shows why she's uh, such a great support as a co-chair and is going to be an excellent chairperson when, when we roll around to 2023. Uh, the one thing I'll add to that, uh, for sure, uh, we, we don't think we're ever going back to normal, that normal is a fallacy. So that was a really, a really strong, consistent message that we wanted to put out there. Uh, we, we bounced around a lot of ideas, and one of the ones that really resonated with me was survival of the fittest, and, and we realized that those of us now that have gone through this period of a couple years of quarantining, lockdowns, limited business travel, the whole chaos and disruption of pandemic, was we, we did more than just survive that period many of us actually learn to do things differently, learn to do things better. There's a lot of opportunity coming out of this uh, really difficult last couple of years. So the, the concept of disruption and thriving was really a, a resonating factor. And I think once, once the committee members heard those words together, uh, really put together the final theme of the resilient thrive through disruption. We don't want to just simply survive when times are tough. We want to thrive, and uh, I really like that theme. A number of members put that uh, put that out there, and we we really all said, "Okay, we've got it. We've got a home run here." And one thing I must offer credit to is, uh, or one person I must offer credit to is Toby for uh, challenging us with uh, with the theme "Bucking Normal." That was something that Toby conjured up, and I think it's fantastic. I think so too. I think that uh, it really is going to set the tone for a really great conference for this year. Um, I'm gonna go on to my next question for you both. Can you describe the process of working with the committee and all of the planning that's been involved? And through that, what aha moments have you had in this process? Uh, Toby, I'm actually gonna give this one to you as well. 
You know, I love the dynamics and the input from everybody on the committee. It's been a really fantastic experience to have a lot of new members on the team now and some new insight and new thoughts. And then having Robert as our chair has, has been fantastic. The topics, the discussions surrounding them, as well as discussing the speakers, it's been a really great process. And I also was really intrigued by the survey that we sent out. And the feedback was surprising in a lot of ways. Some things we expected, but some things we weren't really anticipating. So it was really good, I think, that we sent it out to gain that insight into what the C-suite level interest was, what the executives are seeing, and what they're interested in learning about, and what is current and relevant to them at this time in our industry. Thank you, Toby. What about you, Robert? Uh, Can you explain the process of working with the committee, all the planning that's been involved from your point of view, and any aha moments that you've had? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, It's probably been a series of ahas. Through the past few months, I remember when I when I was asked if I would take on this role, I think Debbie Conyers told me it's it's not that much work. You've got a great committee, which I do, so there's no doubt about that. But it it's it's as much work as you want to put into it, and and it's been it's been really fun to work with twelve colleagues that have so much experience and have been on on these committees before. I had been on a committee many years before. Uh, we wanted to be sure, and I think this echoes what Toby said, we wanted to be sure that this was, again, an executive conference. We're coming out of three years now without having one. So we wanted to be sure that we really address topics that the executives find interesting, compelling. And we decided to put together a survey that we sent to executives of, of various ECIA companies. And, and that for me is is important because it really drives an inclusive element to this conference. We've tried to include people and not assume what they want to hear, but include as many people as we can in the process, which has really been an aha moment because there's so many things uh, that are on people's minds for this conference. Thank you, Robert. I really appreciate your answer with that. And I think that survey was key, like you said, so many great, so much great input and ideas. Um, so thank you very much for that. I'm going to go on to our next question. What can attendees expect from the conference? Uh, Toby, I'll let you go first. Okay, great. Um, I think that the attendees can expect to hear and learn about Uh, topics of interest to them that focus on the executive level engagement, things that are very important and relevant um, at this moment in time, like kind of like what we'd already mentioned. And I'm really excited about having Dean Kamen of First Robotics as our keynote to talk about how to engage in the next generation of employee as well as the discussions surrounding the supply chain and the other global disruptions that we're all facing right now. And we're also going to be adding this year um, some roundtable focus sessions uh, based on the survey that we sent out. There was interest there to add this, uh, so so we did. And it gives us time also to go into multiple different topics outside of the general session arena that we typically have. A lot of these topics that were brought up during the survey, and this way we can still address those as well in kind of a closer-knit, uh, smaller roundtable type session. So we're really, really excited about that as well. Thank you, Toby. Robert, what do you think uh, attendees can expect from the conference? Well, a few things that, that are top of mind for me. Uh, we've got a lot of people saying, hey, one of my biggest problems is retaining, recruiting and retaining people. 
So we're going to have Monica Highfill from Women in Electronics talking about her insight as to how we can recruit and retain key people. And that's uh, top of mind, I think, not just in our industry, but almost every industry. And I'm sure she's going to come up with some really interesting takeaways for people. Uh, another topic that kind of sneaked up on us, and I, I look back in my career and say, ISO 9000 kind of sneaked up on the company I was working for, and then Rojas sneaked up on everybody um, probably 20-ish years ago. And one that seems to be sneaking up was ESG, environmental social guide, uh, sorry, environmental and social governance. And there's some people that know just a little bit about it, and there's some people that haven't heard of it. But we found in talking and in surveying and including executives, one of the uh, one of the people in the industry at one of the top passives companies, um, he mentioned to me that ESG is a huge disruptor for his business and a huge opportunity as well. So we're going to be adding a session on ESG, ESG 101 to some degree, with uh, a fairly interesting and diverse panel, because we think that's something that our industry needs to need to take a crash course in and needs to understand quite a bit more about it and how it can thrive through uh, ESG practices. So that uh, for sure, those are two of them. And obviously you can expect great networking and uh, you know great fun after the conference too. And then Women Electronics follows with, with, a, um, with a meeting in the afternoon on Tuesday. So I'd encourage people to check that out too, because I'm also an active member over there. That's great. Thank you so much, Robert. I'm gonna go on to our next question. So why should people in our, in our industry attend the conference? And why did you attend before you served on to the committee? Toby, I'm gonna send this one over to you. Okay, well, I think attending this conference is very important across the board for manufacturers, distributors, and reps. Um, at this conference, you get to gain insight in, into what is important to the executives in our industry. And you also have the opportunity to network with so many different people um, across the board. Um, the focus is being able to learn more about the initiatives also of the ECIA and what that organization is doing for our industry as a whole. Uh, this event, it showcases what topics are meaningful right now as each of our companies navigates this ever-changing landscape in our industry. And this is why my company became a member years ago and why I look forward to attending this conference every year so that we can continue to learn and contribute. You can never, you never stop learning. I love that. Thank you so much, Toby. Robert, what about you? Why should people in our industry attend the conference and why did you attend before you served on the committee? Well, Stephanie, I think it's, it is really the premier networking opportunity for executives in the electronics and industrial components business. So if nothing else, the networking is always fantastic. The people, the people you get to rub elbows with are going to be the best of the best from the various manufacturers, distributors, and representatives in our industry. So that alone, that alone is a fantastic reason. And one of the reasons I've I've always been drawn to the conference, but I think there's so much more than that too. This year, we mentioned that there's going to be roundtables. We're, we're really trying to put more meat on the bone, so to speak. Uh, the surveys the surveys gave us so much to choose from uh, that we probably can't cover every topic. We certainly can't cover every topic that uh, everybody wants to hear about, 
So the roundtables actually give us even more content than previous years. So I'd say to people, you have a great chance, a great opportunity to network, and you're going to have more content to, to leave with, to inspire you, motivate you, educate you, help you run your business better. And like Toby said, for those of us that aren't necessarily C-suite executives, um, kind of an aha moment for me, and I, I hope others will be that you get a chance to really think like a C-suite. Listen here to the question, listen to the questions, hear what the, the uh, speakers are engaging the audience in and put yourself in the shoes of a C-suite executive and uh, take the opportunity to really think like they do. I think you'll be better equipped to interact with the executives at your company if you look at this conference in that light for those of us, again, that are not necessarily at the, at the upper echelons of our company. Very, very interesting. Thank you so much, Robert. I love your points about, you know, obviously networking is huge. And, you know, Toby, you said, um, you know, learning, obviously that's huge too, but the inspiration, the motivation and kind of thinking like uh, the C-suite, uh, a C-suite level person. I, I love that. I think that was really, really good input on your part. So thank you for that. Um, I am going to move on to my very last question for you both. What are you most excited about for this year's conference? Uh, Toby, I'll ask you first. I think um, there's there's so many things to be excited about, but I think the thing I'm most excited about is to do this um, conference in person again. Um, that's the thing I'm looking forward to most is to being back together in person, um, to network and to learn from the speakers and just do it um, all together again. I, I, that's what I'm looking forward to most. And obviously a lot, all the discussions that we've already talked about, um, the economy, ESG, the supply chain, all of those things I'm looking forward to as well. But being in person is, is the most exciting thing for me. I think it is for very very many people and me, myself included. Robert, what about you? What is your, uh, what are you most excited about for this year's conference? Well, for sure, it's, it's hard not to be excited uh, for us to finally meet together again in Rosemont uh, after, after not meeting for two consecutive years. So the in-person element is, is a really a huge draw for me and I'm sure it's gonna be for many, many people, but again, I think we're going to be offering great content focused on the topics that are relevant today, focused on how to thrive through disruption. As, as Toby mentioned, focus on those things that keep up executives at night, those things, those uh, top questions on their mind. It's going to be a really keenly focused conference with even more content than in others. And uh, I'm just looking forward to being able to introduce, introduce the conference, introduce the, the uh, Toby as the co-chair and the, the conference committee that's been outstanding at supporting this. And of course, you too, Stephanie. So to be able to represent that entire group and, and with confidence, really, really offer a powerful conference that, that people can say, this was, this was one I'm going to remember. And uh, the chance to uh, buck around a little bit will always be nice with, uh, with all of our colleagues after hours in, in the bar too. <laughs> Love that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you both for joining me today. You are, 
you've added so much input on this topic and you're so you're both so passionate you're so involved in the industry inside and outside of ECIA of course so we really really appreciate it and of course the rest of the committee too we're so thankful for all of the work that everybody is doing um, it's really been a lot of fun to work with you both on the rest of the committee so thank you again uh, we also want to thank our many sponsors for the 2022 executive conference they are the reason of course that we can pull this great event off um, like I said, the committee members, and of course, you know, the conference lineup is impressive because of the hard work and dedication that, you know, you both are doing as well as the, the rest of the committee. So again, I could say thank you a million times, but we really do appreciate it. Um, and for those listening, there is still time to sponsor and register for this year's conference. You can visit ECIANow.org for more information, and we are looking forward to bringing this industry back together again in person. So see you all soon. Thank you.